I love wine, but sometimes it can get really expensive, which is why I'm so excited that today's episode is brought to you by Last Bottle Wines. If you don't know, they're a Napa-based online wine shop with a twist. They offer just one hand-picked wine per day until it sells out, which is often in hours. So new day, new wine, always at incredible prices. We're talking 30 to 70% off retail. And the best part is that there's no subscriptions, no fees, and no minimum purchase. Just a daily email with a really great wine. They're offering Datable listeners 10% off your first order with code Datable. And now is such a great time to join as their marathon sale is coming up on March 28th and 29th. They flip that one-day rule on its head and offer back-to-back deals, which means that wines are only up on the site for a couple minutes at a time and shipping is 100% free. They send us a mini marathon package of some of their favorites and let me tell you, they were delicious. Sign up at lastbottlewines.com and use the code DATABLE and find out why Last Bottle is the most fun way to discover and buy amazing wine. This episode is made possible by Armoire. Armoire makes getting dressed easy. With a clothing rental membership from Armoire, build the perfect wardrobe with brands that are high quality, unique, and recommended just for you. All you have to do is take a five-minute style quiz and select items from your dynamic, personalized closet. The styles show up at your door in as little as two days. Then when you're ready for new clothes, just swap them out. Listen, I live in Southern California. There is absolutely no need for puffer coats or any sort of those winter jackets. But when I travel anywhere else in the world in these cold months, I'm often burdened with the task of getting winter clothes. And now with Armoire, I can just rent my winter wardrobe. It's brilliant. Right now, our listeners can give Armoire a try and get up to 50% off their first month. That's up to $125 off. Just visit armoire.style slash datable. That is armoire.style spelled A-R-M-O-I-R-E dot style slash D-A-T-E-A-B-L-E to get up to 50% off your first month and never worry about what to wear again. Try Armoire today. The Dateable Podcast features real stories from real people of how they make modern dating work or not. I'm your host, Yue, former dating coach turned dating insider, if you will. On each episode, you'll hear commentary from my producer, Julie Kraftchik, and other surprise co-hosts. This episode of Dateable is brought to you by 500 Brunches. 500 Brunches connects like-minded people with similar interests to meet in real life over brunch. You answer a quick questionnaire about your interests and how you spend your time, and then they'll match you in small groups of six to eight at a brunch spot in San Francisco. Get a free entry into a brunch now by signing up at 500brunches.com and using the code DATEABLE. Welcome to another episode of Dateable, a show all about modern dating. We've Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Dateable, a show all about modern dating. We've visited this topic before, but we're going to bring it back because it's such a a popular topic people want to talk about. It's uh, all about making the first move as a woman. And so our guest today, her name is Amanda. She has some words of advice for all of us who are thinking about making the first move and maybe are not accustomed to doing that. So just a little background about who she is. She's been in San Francisco for six months, originally from San Jose. She's 26 years old and currently in a monogamous relationship. 
Enlighten us, Amanda. Enlighten us. <laughs> How do you do it? How do you make the first move? It's a little bit of background. Um, I was in a four-year relationship that ended about a year ago. So I have about a year of being single in a big city um, and kind of just introduction to modern dating as we know it. So before I was in this long-term relationship, there were no dating apps. We just met like in college or whatever. And so now I'm getting more familiar with the scene and it's just been really slow. Like if you are a single girl and you're going out to the bars and especially in San Francisco more than yeah. other places, if you are expecting like someone to approach you, like you're not going to, it's not going to be it easy. It doesn't happen. It does not <laughs> happen. Because <laughs> yeah. I don't know if it's the men here or if it's just the new age where like people have 25 other yep. people in their pocket at any given time. Like why would they take that risk yep. and put themselves out there and like talk to someone at a bar that might be single, might not be interested in men. But might also not in the them. current environment of Me Too and yep. like, you know, when are they over? overstepping their boundaries. Yep. Yeah, it's a, a very confusing time. There's a lot of things working against people being as proactive. A- and aggressive. Yeah. Very yeah. true. They've probably been shut down a million times. So yeah, I think I was expecting a lot of that being single, but of course that's not going to change much when you're in a relationship because people at the bar don't know you're single anyways. Exactly. And so I don't know what I was expecting, but I kind of just got sick of just like waiting around, like hoping that cute guy across the bar would talk to me. And so it started very, like I was very hesitant at first and it took a lot of like wing women like my friends coming with me to talk to them guys or the friends actually doing all the talking for me but I think I got into like this habit and groove something that ended up working so what do you have like a formula that you follow (laughs) do you have a, a line that you use each time do you have like specific body language Give us all the dirt. Yeah, yeah. I think for I, I think we want to start with like the entry level, yeah, <laughs> like yeah, step by yeah. step to kind yes. of build into the confidence because it takes a lot of guts just to walk up to someone and like either compliment them or like start a conversation because yeah. it's very obvious like what you're doing, and especially if you're a woman approaching a man because they yeah. don't expect it. Yeah. And so kind of the first step is watching for like eye contact. It's very hard to approach a group or just some guys at a bar who aren't interested in talking to you because you'll of course like they want to they're here to talk to their friends or they're here to have a drink after a long day it's not it's not uh recommended to just approach anyone they should show like some form of interest and so I usually look for like that first eye contact okay your eyes have met (laughs) okay that makes sense because people are going for various reasons yeah they could be in relationships they could just be catching up but I would argue no guy is going to be upset about a girl approaching them at a bar even even if they didn't go yes. to meet someone right. they're still going to welcome that with open mm. arms well I don't know they're not that approachable because like if they're caught off guard or they're in like mm. a serious conversation they might be more oh true more hesitant anyway so but if they make eye contact with you it's it's probably fine okay yeah. they're they weren't so engaged in their current conversation right so that is what you look for and okay. then what happens next is uh depending on how like gutsy you're feeling you could just go over there and just like make conversations conversation or you could invite your girlfriend or your guy friend to just walk over there and like you know, casually hang around and then like mention something like general like oh what drink are you having or like do you go to this bar often something like that and then it's kind of like a friendly casual group setting so what were some of the other like conversation openers that you would use oh my gosh it's super super funny because like in the beginning this is all and kind of new it was new to my friends too it's yeah. not a common thing no. where yeah or it's not done like successfully so I remember the kind of one of the first times I did it um, I made eye contact with 
this guy at a bar, maybe like five times. I was like, okay, it's very clear that like he's interested, I'm interested, like what happens next? And like, usually I would just wait and hope that he would approach me and like go home kind of disappointed, like, oh man, like what could have been? Right. It never yeah. was. Because he never approached him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Most nights. Yeah. yeah. And so I was kind of sick of those nights. Like it had been maybe like six months of being single and I was like, <sighs> I was complaining to my friend. I was like, man, this guy and I have been locking eyes for like the last 20 minutes. I don't know. I'm too sober to approach him. Like, I don't know. I wouldn't know what to say. And she's like, here, like, let's just go over there together. And this is my roommate. She's like super sweet. So we walk over there. Of course, he noticed it. <laughs> We've been looking at each other for like 20 minutes. And my roommate, I'm never having done this before, at least not like recently, maybe not since like college. She <laughs> looks at him and she goes, hey. <laughs> and he's like, hey. <laughs> and she's like, what are your hobbies? Oh my God. What are your hobbies? <laughs> oh man. Yeah. And oh he, man. He was so thrown oh off. My God. He was so. I would be too. So upset. What are your That's hobbies? Hilarious. I know. And he like totally choked, and then it was like kind of awkward. And then he was like, "Amanda, what are your hobbies?" And then I started talking about like, okay, I like going rock climbing. I like traveling. I'm new to the city. And then that's when he was like, "Okay, I have something to work with." Yeah. And then he started talking about rock climbing. I'm just, like envisioning this conversation. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, how awkward. it was it was super awkward. But then eventually she left, and like we were talking and like hitting it off. Okay. Yeah, and then the kind of the night ended like ten minutes after that. But I, we exchanged numbers. Okay. And actually we like started texting each other and it was like the interaction was funny because we were texting like do you want to go on a date like that's longer than five minutes or do you want to meet like yeah and what are your other hobbies <laughs> exactly so and I actually ended up dating that guy for like the next month so oh, nice. it was oh. yeah it was more promising than most people I met on dating apps what about online dating and dating apps were there any times that you made the first move there yeah, I think on the dating apps, I mean, there's Bumble, which the woman is expected right. to make the first move, but um, that's really just like that first interaction. It's not expected of a woman to like ask the person out on a date yep. on mm -hmm. the Bumble generally, but I didn't know that. So when I joined Bumble, I thought it was like all women, women do everything, like oh. initiate, ask on date. And then, like, follow up. And okay. so I was approaching it as such. Yeah. And, like, it wasn't only until, like, maybe two months after I, like, was talking to my friends. I was like, you guys, like, I'm having trouble finding, like, date spots to suggest. And they're like, why are you doing that? <laughs> I was like, aren't you supposed to be doing that? And they're like, no. Like, Bumble is the woman, like, opens the conversation. You don't necessarily have to do anything after saying hi. And so I did take that, yeah, very, like, So what were the guys' reactions, though, yeah, when you like were doing all that? that? They'd probably be like, thank you God. Yeah. You work for them. Yeah. So I, needless to say, I went on a lot of dates. <laughs> okay. So <laughs> right. basically being directed, like, yeah. just – because I think a lot of women, myself included – I feel like I have the opener on Bumble and then it gets really awkward. Yeah. So like what would you would just take it to the next level and be like, let's meet up. Yeah. And that's kind of another thing. Like it's if it's not expected for you to like ask someone on the first date, you're kind of just waiting around in this conversation that could go yeah. on for days. It's in limbo. Oh, yeah. Right. And, and that just yes. dies. Yeah. So like it's really nice to like take initiative and, you know, make the first move on and kind of take control of your own dating life. Really, That is so fascinating because I had a conversation with a guy friend about Bumble and I said, what are your expectations of the women on Bumble? And he's like, I just expect the woman to do everything. Mm. So I expect the woman to open, to ask me out, to wow. plan. And um, he said it's really disappointing because the only messages I get are like, hey, hello, hi, 
Yeah. So I think there's a little bit of confusion with how people use Bumble because I I do think a lot of women like myself use it as an opener and then I wait for the guy to ask me out. And it literally dies. And it literally dies because the guy's (laughs) probably also wondering, well, you open, so should you make that first move? So maybe we should just all clarify right now. If you're a woman on Bumble, just do the asking it. out. Just, just do it. Just it. do it. You have nothing to lose. You have nothing to lose. So did you carry this to other dating apps or was it just Bumble? Yeah, that's a thing. It was like it started off in person. I was like, I don't really care what's going to happen. Like the worst thing that happens is they're not interested and you have like two minutes of small talk with a stranger. It's like yeah. not that bad. And most of the time that has happened to me where I've approached someone mm-hmm. and they ended up like being in a relationship or they like were with friends and they wanted to get back to their friends but like I always made like a few friends like we would add each other on Facebook afterwards and so it was always fruitful always like okay the worst case is you made made a new friend or a connection that's not bad right best case is you meet your forever person right (laughs) yeah so and but you're talking about in person yeah okay and but so anyways like that mentality of like approaching someone in person really gave me the confidence like I don't I have nothing to lose and I definitely don't have anything to lose online. Like they, I don't know this person. It's not so true. Yeah. yeah, you don't even know if they're a real person. Whatever, I could be talking to a bot. Damn bot. Yeah. Was there any time that it didn't go well? No, I would have to say the times where it didn't go well, it was just like either awkward. But I'm kind of an outgoing person, so I can pretty much talk to a wall. And so it usually ended up with like just like, oh, it was really nice to meet you. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, what is the worst that could happen? That they could say, I'm in a relationship, but or it's I'm not interested in you. But yeah. they're not going to say that but anyways. No, yeah, they're right. not, because right. women don't say that. Right. Yeah. You're either, you say you're in a relationship, even if you're not, yeah. or you just like, mm-hmm. I need to get going or something. It's never yeah. like, you're a disgusting human being. Like, no one's going to say that. Yeah. It's the fear, though. It's right? the fear, It's the yeah. fear of rejection that mm-hmm. we have in all of us. And we've yeah. talked about this on previous episodes. Men are so much better at handling rejection in this context because they've been doing it all their lives. They've well, been, they've been like, trained approaching to do it. Yeah. and asking out. But women handle it a lot harder because we aren't used to being rejected because we don't do the right. asking out. Right. But you're saying, and this is I feel like this is a numbers game, the more times you approach, the less that fear gets. Mm-hmm. So then the less fearful you get when approaching people. Yeah, you get better at it. I also think there's like a type of... There's like a scale at how aggressive you want to come on. I feel like a lot of men come on very, very aggressive and like yeah. immediately compliment you or say something so awkward. You're like, this is grimy even. Yeah. yeah. But like if you approach it casually, they can't reject you because you haven't really done anything. But I right. would say, Amanda, if two guys came up to me at a bar and asked me what my hobbies are, I'd be like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Like, my hobbies are not talking to you right. because well. that is really weird. <laughs> Okay, but let's backtrack. If he was, like, the hottest guy ever, you'd probably have that same reaction to, like, this guy that was like, this is awkward, but let's see if I can work with it. But I guess you're right. There was a precedent that was set where you guys were making eye contact, so there was some sort of uh, attraction that was already established. Exactly. It wasn't just, like, cold calling somebody. Right. And that's okay. the key. Step one, make eye contact. Yeah. You gotta warm like it up that. a little bit. Warm it up a little yeah. bit. Yeah. So, okay, so besides what are your hobbies, what were some other 
more successful. <laughs> Julie really wants the lines. Let's make I a list. I definitely am not going to go up to someone and say, what are your hobbies? Let's just be clear. <laughs> uh, we had a previous guest on our show, Taylor, who later revealed that her name's actually Melissa, came on the show and said one of her favorite lines was uh, pretending she couldn't read the menu and saying, I forgot my glasses. Can you read oh, the menu yeah. for me? Or like, I recognize you from somewhere. Yeah. Do I know you? Yeah. Have like, you done any of these sort of wow. lines? That's even more bold because well, did she mention if she had done eye contact with them before? no no she didn't no. say anything she's, about eye contact she's a cold caller wow. she just cold <laughs> approaches yeah, I don't I don't have what it takes for that <laughs> it's fine it's different approaches yeah, it's different. Yeah. so yours is more like eye contact and if that you'll just make like something like yeah mine's very low risk but another line that was like funny and I just want to kind of get this out so you know people don't feel too like pressured on when you approach someone you have to say like the perfect thing really you can just say almost anything yeah <laughs> and so there's this one case I was at Novella mm-hmm. another good pickup spot <laughs> <laughs> yes and I had make it, been making eye contact with this guy for me like the last two minutes and then my friend had called an uber and I, I was, I, I, I had amassed the courage to like approach this person. I was going to, and then my friends like, nope, the Uber's here. Like we gotta go now. And I was like, oh no. And so I like started walking out the door. I was like, all the girl regrets were hitting me. I was like, oh no, like what could have been? And so I was like, I maybe I was one shot too deep in, but I had the confidence to do it. So I turned back around and I was like, hey, wait, like hold the Uber. Like I'm just gonna talk to this guy real quick. And my friend's like, what guy? And so I like, ran to like the back of the back of novella. And the, <laughs> it's so awkward at this point because like there's no one there. And it's like him and his friend in the back. And so I'm like walking pretty fast. And I'm like, I just go over there. And but right before I go over there, I had like this like freeze. I'm like, wait, what am I gonna say? I was like, well, I already, I already walked this far. He's needs to say he was really cute. Like, oh very, yeah, I mean, very he's cute. gotta I be mean, worth you're it. You're coming back from the Uber, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> risking a bad oh, Uber yeah. review. <laughs> and so I go in there, and him and his friend are like, are, they're smiling, of course, and they're looking at me, and I'm like, hi, I'm Amanda. And then they're like, hi, I'm Alex, and hi, I'm Joe. And then okay. yeah, and then I was like, well, you know, you guys look really cool, and I thought we were making I don't know I don't really remember what I said but I was just like oh I, I thought like I should say hi I think that's okay, exactly what wow. I said yeah, I was like and they're like yeah I'm like glad you said hi and then Alex was like um like mind if I get your number I was like sure yeah my, my friends and I are about to uber to chambers right now and so like maybe you guys should join us and they're like okay maybe and then got his number and then went to chambers 15 minutes later they show up and they like get to the bar and they're buying all my friends like shots and I'm having this grand old time and I ended up talking to that guy for actually like three months. Wow. See yeah. what I love could it. have been, right? Could have what should have. I like it. You took it's a like, chance. It's bold, but it's also like low pressure too. Yeah. Super, super low risk. But okay, so um I do wanna say this though. You're a very pretty girl, but not everybody's going to elicit the same kind of response. So what would you say for people who are like trying to muster up the courage who may not be as like attractive or have the energy that you give off, which is like you're an extrovert and you're fun and you're like social and out there. Mm -hmm. And don't say drinking either, because I mean, we all know that 
liquid courage can get us somewhere. But what are some <laughs> other ways that people can muster up that courage to talk to people? Yeah, and assuming like no eye contact with this person. Yeah, well, you know, can we talk about eye contact for a sec? Because you keep talking about eye contact. Yeah. It's a thing. Very few times have I been to a bar and noticed anybody making eye contact because I'm not even making eye contact. I, I think it's something we need to be more That's aware of. Right? I have had friends to swear by it also, and I've always had trouble with me it. Me too. My it's entire, awkward it feels to awkward. Me. Yes. Like, what's awkward when they're looking at you or you looking at them? Oh, when they're looking, when you look at them and they see you and you're like, oh, fuck. I think it's like, because then you, it's not just looking at them, you've got to hold it for a little. Yeah, you've got to hold it for a little. Right? And then I'm always like, am I staring them down or am I not looking enough? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I it's, think it's it's this very casual like lock eyes. It's obviously awkward. You they usually like hold it longer, and then you just like like laugh it off and like look down, but you're like smiling, and that's like usually enough. I mean, it is the universal signal. It has it been is. for years. It is, but it's so hard to master because mm-hmm. you have to hold it. They say for five seconds or longer. They say five no seconds. Way. Five that's seconds awkward. is a long ass time. Yeah. So, okay, so maybe for people who are not as extroverted, maybe they can just practice making eye contact. That's maybe yeah. that's step number one. Right, right. But also, I would dare say that even if you're not attractive or even if you're awkward, like approaching someone, the worst thing that could happen to you is like that conversation is five lines. It's not that bad. Like, right. Because if you don't come off as like immediately like, will you date me? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you have right. to lose. Yeah. Well, what Taylor said on her episode, which I thought was brilliant, was she would approach the guys herself, but she knew she had a support network behind her. So mm. her friends would be at the table. Her train of thought was, if I get rejected, I have a group of awesome friends to go back to who think I'm awesome as well. So maybe like having that support network with yeah. you. Yeah. Having a friend or a group of friends. Right. Especially that friend goes with you. Yeah. I right. mean, you're a just make sure they don't ask a dumb question (laughs) (laughs) or do how did you and your current boyfriend meet you guys met on hinge and then who messaged first yeah I think he liked me first but I opened the conversation what did you open with comment about his picture or something okay who asked who out I was in Jamaica when we matched and I was like well when I get back to the city I kind of got to catch up on like my dating I haven't like been on a date in like two weeks I have time and so I just like looked at my apps and I suggested hey like what are you doing um Sunday at 10 p.m it was like literally oh. my flight lands oh my gosh I was just like <laughs> let's get back to it I feel like I've been very relaxed on vacation <laughs> just want to like get back into the day wow yeah. you're so efficient <laughs> So you did basically make the first move. I did. And I had like half of my head was like braided from Jamaica. (laughs) I just like did not care at all. I guess that's kind of a great takeaway or a lesson is you just have zero fucks given. Like who cares? You have nothing to lose. Yeah. And it's your life. And you kind of said, I want to get back into dating the minute I land. Mm -hmm. So this guy is going to be that person. Yeah. Maybe it was a little bit of like, I was on this vacation. Like it was an all inclusive resort, but I was with my friends, but everyone else was couples. (laughs) How long have you guys been together? We've been together for like three months. And has he ever brought that up? Like the fact that you were the one that initiated? No. So I think it's interesting because you're in your like mid twenties and we are, we do see a generation difference Mm. of approaching. 
like older men and older women in their like 30s to 40s have more traditional viewpoints a lot of times. For sure. Don't want to speak for everyone, but just yeah. overall. And I think people in their 20s, the millennial generation's a little more like, I don't give a fuck. I'll make yeah. the approach. Yeah. And no rules. Yeah. Like the gender roles cross your mind of like, I'm yeah. going to wait for the man. I'm mm, assuming not. No. No, the only place where it gets kind of awkward is like just the first date paying. Yeah. 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 So how do you deal with that? I mean, I always offer to pay on the first date and I always mean it. Mm -hmm. And I don't get like mad if I end up paying Mm -hmm. half because, hey, I offered and Mm -hmm. I actually think it's fair. But it's usually like a sign a bad sign if they let you pay on the first date right. I think a lot of women feel that way yeah but I think it can get mucky if you're the one asking I do yeah, see the perspective like, I, I guess also because I personally have been on a date where the guy asked and he picked this super nice restaurant and then he actually like had me pay half the meal the bill and I was like pissed because I'm like you don't know my financial situation. Mm-hmm. You don't know anything about me. If you want me to pay half, go to coffee or drinks. Do you tip? What are your like first date suggestions if you're the one making that move? I think I wouldn't go to an expensive place on the first date. Yeah, okay. It's usually like coffee drinks or like an easy dinner. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I guess why do other people think it's a bad sign? I think it's a bad sign because in the few times it's happened to me, like maybe like handful of times, like the person wasn't interested. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, really? Exactly. So I take it as a sign that they're not interested. Not, I don't really care about the money loss like I offered. Huh. Interesting. Because I think it also works mm. the other way. Because I know for me, and we've talked about this, I know yeah. you're the same way. Sometimes you'll pay for the whole thing if you're not interested. Yeah, I'll pay for the whole thing. <laughs> or I'll like, pay for you. half <laughs> if I'm like, I don't, I feel bad like make, taking this from someone. Yeah. Like if I know I have no intention. I guess there's not really a rhyme or reason everyone interprets it differently. Uh, we need to do an an episode about this and we keep talking about it I would love to hear from some men about this because I also have some guy friends who would say if she offers to pay I'm gonna let her because she might be angry if I don't honestly I just think it's such a personal thing it is I just don't like there's not really a right answer and it could be that they aren't interested it could be that they want to empower you as a feminist yeah exactly there's so many things I don't know if we can make any assumptions on the first date though yeah, we'll do. Yeah. Oh yeah, Weird. I've had a lot of guy friends who say if she offers to pay, I'm taking that as a sign that she wants to know that we're equals. Yeah, and I will give her that. I think the takeaway from this is like there's no signs on any of it. I know you can't make any assumptions. So if you are willing to pay, then just offer, and you just have to expect that you might have to pay. So back to the gender roles. I know you obviously have no qualms on that. Like clearly, you're making first moves. What about your friends and like other people that are your age range? Yeah, I would say the majority of my female friends will not ask them out on that first date. Not that they are doing it like consciously. Yeah. Yep. It's just they're not used to it. It's really a muscle that you have to exercise. Yeah. So you're kind of different in the way you approach dating than your friends. Yeah. Would you say that? I think so. Like, do they talk to you about this, how different you are mm. <laughs> with approaching men? Or do they want to be more like that? Or That's a fair question. I think we kind of avoid talking about it um, because we, like, maybe fundamentally disagree. Like, it's a sensitive mm. topic amongst women. Why is that? They don't want to be set up for, like, that rejection. They don't want to put in that effort. You are putting yourself on the line. Yeah. So that's interesting because I was going to say, like, before we were talking about, like, has just generations changed with, like, women's equality Mm -hmm. and different Mm -hmm. gender roles? But it sounds like it's not necessarily that. It's more about the rejection still, that women just are hardwired 
differently, mm-hmm. that we fear that more, or I guess from years past, we weren't expected. Yeah. That still hasn't gone away. Well, I feel like Amanda's generation, they're getting like the consequences of our generation, which is we send these very conflicting signals out yep. there. On one hand, we say, I, I want the guy to approach me at a bar. And then on the other hand, we're like, I want to take the control of my situation. Yep. And then and I'm an independent woman. And when Julie and I talked to Brian Howie on a previous episode, he was like, stop saying you're an independent woman, because that just signals that you don't need men. <laughs> oh. It was a very interesting discussion. That's not necessarily how women would see it. Right. Right. But then men are just confused. Yeah. What I do appreciate about what Amanda's saying, sort of, it's sort of representative of people in their 20s, which is like, I don't know what the rules are. I kind of just want to do things my way. Yeah. So I, if this is how I want my dating life to look, then I will do that. You know, I will, I will go approach this person or I have no qualms about asking someone out the minute I land from my vacation. For our generation, I feel like there's still a little bit of a filter before we do anything. We're always thinking consequences. What are the consequences? You brought the rules up because I feel like our generation, there were, I mean, even the generation before, there was like the book, the rules, like don't text first like all these yes. like really specific Wait three days yeah, like yeah very and it used to be even like worse and I think like our like people in their like 30s and 40s still have some of that but have also yeah. adapted to the new way where I don't like have you even heard of the rules and referenced that no no it's like no. yeah like I think that stuff has gone away and I think some of it's <sighs> been like the internet podcast like it's been more real stories opposed to like Here's this hypothetical rule book that you should apply to every dating situation ever. No, no situational information at all. I remember in college, my friend Christine and I had a list of rules with our crushes. So she and I sat down, we printed out this list of rules and it was like, do not make eye contact for more than three seconds. Do not answer his phone calls. There was no texting back then. So do not answer his phone calls the first ring. Like it was 20 rules. And we thought that's how you get men was by uh, abiding by these rules. I actually think some men think that way too. Because I actually Mm. remember having this conversation with my friend's boyfriend who was in his like late 30s, early 40s. And then another friend that was like 25 or 26, two guys. Mm. And the first, the older guy was made a comment like, like one of the reasons like my friend got him. These were like the exact words Mm. because she played the game right. And like didn't text all the time, like all the stuff. And like the guy in his 20s was just like, what are you talking about? Mm. Like it didn't even like Uh. register. But the guy like in his in his late 30s and 40s, again, this is not everyone. This is one person. Yeah. But he made a comment like, oh, yeah, like if it was too easy, I wouldn't have been as interested. But I don't think other men are thinking that way anymore. So what would you guys say to a guy who says, hey, I really enjoy the chase. And if the woman makes it too easy, I lose interest. What would you say to someone like that? It's time to take a quick break so we can tell you about the latest service we have been building over here at Dateable. We've created a platform to connect you with vetted experts from our network to help with everything from coaching with dating, 
therapy, dating profile reviews, and even ways to get real feedback about your dating style. The sessions typically run from 30 minutes to an hour and can all be done via Skype or Google Hangouts, so you can be anywhere. Listeners have been sharing how worthwhile their sessions have been with comments about how easy the coaches are to talk to, how they have provided a new perspective, and how they have created actionable ways to inspire change. To meet the coaches and book your session today, visit datablepodcast.com slash coaching. Now back to the show. So what would you guys say to a guy who says, hey, I really enjoy the chase. And if the woman makes it too easy, I lose interest. What would you say to someone like that? Well, it's like, do you ever want to date someone? Yeah. Right? Because that's who he is. Like, he should probably be in a relationship with someone who, like, likes to be chased. I think I would say two things similar to what Amanda said is, like, one, do you want to be spending all your time chasing some guy? Like, if you're in that relationship, let's say you lock him down, do you want that relationship? Mm -hmm. And the second piece is, yeah, no, I don't either. Second is, does he really want a relationship or does he want to be playing a game? Mm, okay. So that says a lot about where they are in their I life. think so. I personally think when people are really game focused, it means that they're not ready for something right. real. Okay. Amanda, this is a question for you. When you were out there dating and if you did approach a guy that you, if you were really attracted to him and he ends up not being as as interested in you, did it ever cross your mind to win him over? How do I get him interested in me? How do I get the ball back in my court? Mm, Interesting. No, because I mean, if you're really approaching someone and they're not interested, then the chances that they're going to change their mind based on what they know about you, basically just physical appearance. Yeah. So slim. So that's a mindset that we should all change because you live in a world where it's you are in the driver's seat. But I feel like a lot of us live in a world where the other person drives the situation. For example, if that were to happen to me, for example, I would think, what are some ways I can win him over? Like, do I do I go back to my friends and like pretend I'm having a ball and then he'll see what he's missing? Right? I start thinking about stuff like that. Or even in in any sort of courtship, I think about like, how do I get him to like me? Versus Mm. you're kind of like, if I like him, I'm going to approach, see where it goes. And if he doesn't reciprocate, on to the next. So I was definitely more like like what you just described in like my early 20s and then like early 30s I was just kind of more on your side of like I don't really give a fuck yeah and I know at least from my personal experience and I know we've had guests feel the same way like when I stopped playing those games is when I did attract something real opposed to like like with my ex-boyfriend like I never did any of that stuff I was like I'm gonna call you when I want to call you I'm gonna Mm. text you when I want to text you I'm gonna be the one inviting you out because I want to and like It didn't matter. And I think at least I would argue that for me, I don't want to be in a relationship where I do feel like I need to play a game to win someone. Yeah. I think it goes back to expectations. A lot of times we communicate our expectations in a wrong way. You expect the guy to behave in a certain manner, but then you don't communicate it. And when they don't live up to your expectations, you build up this resentment towards them. So if you are actually the one approaching or making plans for the first date, you have to actually want to do it versus being like, oh, I'm just doing this because 
you know, it's what makes him happy or whatever. Mm -hmm. Right. And then you end up resenting him for not, you know, being that initiator. When we talk about expectations, you really got to know what you're expecting and you have to communicate that clearly. That's a good point. That's a good segue. I guess, what are some of our takeaways from this whole conversation? Gosh, you're in the driver's seat of your own life. If you're not (laughs) driving this car, it's not going anywhere. No passengers are just going to get in your car and be like, hey, you're the love of my life and let's go. You are the one driving your life. So what's going to make you go down a road that you really want to go to versus like this, this is not autonomous driving here and it's not going to take you automatically to your right suitor. So I, I really admire what Amanda's saying, which is, okay, there's a really cute guy at the bar. We've been making eye contact. If I were to leave now without talking to him, I will regret this. Yep. I will regret this. But if I were to talk to him right now, the possibilities are endless. Yep. Even if he rejects me, yep. the possibilities are still endless. My takeaway is that this actually isn't a gender thing at all. Mm. Like we've been talking about how it's like unique that the woman's making the first move. And in my opinion, it actually isn't about that at all. It's an ego thing. Mm, and I think ego. at the end of the day, women, a lot of times, myself included, use it as an excuse yeah. of why we're afraid to put ourselves out there and get rejected. Oh, the man should make the first move or I'm waiting for the guy to do it. I guess my takeaways is, is that really what you feel or is it because of your ego? Like, are you Mm. using that as a way to hide and not face rejection? Right. It's your pride. Yeah. It's your pride and and your ego. And I think there's men too that don't make the first move and it's not because they're not masculine or any of that stuff. It's also because of their ego and they're afraid of rejection. This whole conversation is all about approaching another human being. That's to the core, right? So we talk to strangers on a daily basis. You talk to your barista, you talk to whoever, like your receptionist or whatever. But for some reason, we're just on, there's a block when talking to someone that we're attracted to. There is really no difference. If you are talking to someone you're not attracted to, you might be very natural in the way you approach them. But for some reason, when pride and ego and all that get, gets in the way, then it becomes who, make, who makes the first move. Mm-hmm. Well, fuck all that because it's just about talking to another human being. If you're going out to a bar, like let's say Novello, if you don't leave that bar talking to another human being, that you like a stranger or a new person, then you haven't fulfilled your role of going out. Then why right. did you go out, go out in the first place, right? <laughs> we go out in public spaces to meet other people, right. to talk or to if anybody. if your intention is just to catch up with the person you came with, that's fine. That's your intention. Mm-hmm. Don't feel, don't beat yourself up like, oh, I didn't talk to anyone and all right. this. Like either go with that intention or if you're going to socialize and meet new people, go and socialize and meet yeah. new people. Yeah. Make it a right. goal to talk to someone you haven't met before. It doesn't have to be someone you're attracted to. It could be anybody. Yeah, if that's what you want. Right, if that's what you want. Yeah, I think my key takeaway would be, like, just do what you want. You have nothing to lose. You have everything to regret if you don't do it. And, like, it even kind of applies to the first date. Like, for me, I think it's pretty standard on a first date that the conversation is, like, small talk, surface level. But, like, I don't give a shit what they did today. I don't care (laughs) where their favorite vacation was. 
to talk about like deeper stuff. Like, what, yeah. what do you think about the dating scene? What are you looking for in another person? Personally, like, I like to approach those topics like on the first date. And if I scare away someone, then that person was like playing games. They just wanted to have small talk on a first date. And that's not the type of person I want either. Right. I think that's the other key takeaway is like, you're thinking about it. You're not like, oh, it's all about me. But at the yeah. end of the day, it's like, this person just might not be a right match for me if they're not willing to receive the energy I'm putting out exactly. there. Right. And exactly. if you look at it that way, it's not necessarily rejection. It's just that person wasn't the right match. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Blame yeah. on the fit. Like, don't blame yeah. it on yourself. It really is a fit. Right. Thing. Because you could say a line as bad as, what are your hobbies? Yeah. But if there's a match, <laughs> it doesn't matter. Right? It does not matter. Yeah. That's very much true. I mean, we're just looking for compatibility here. It's not rocket science, right? So the only way to find if you're compatible with someone is by talking to them. Okay. Do we have time for a quick question? I think of we the do. Day? We do. This comes in from Jenny. Every day I go to Starbucks in the morning and see this really cute guy that just looks like a nice guy. I must say I have a bit of a crush. One day I mustered up the courage to ask him what type of muffin looked good, but the conversation kind of fell flat. He does smile at me though every time I see him, so I feel like he might be open. Any ideas of how to approach him? Amanda, I feel like you would have a good strategy <laughs> here. <laughs> Wow, that's tough. The tough part is that it fell flat the first time. I would love to like ask, I guess, what his response was. Like, maybe Jenny said it in an awkward way, and right. he didn't know how mm-hmm. to respond. Also, like maybe it was a sexual innuendo. Like people use muffin as like. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah, I didn't so, even think about I that. Know, I think... Or maybe it was super early and he was half asleep. You don't know what it was. Right. Yeah, yeah, or it caught him off guard, and yeah. he he's probably like kicking himself right, right. now. Yeah. Oh, why didn't I continue that yeah. conversation? I would give it another chance. Like if you see him again. You could maybe crack an inside joke about that muffin because I think humor is the easiest way yeah. to break the ice. Just be like, is it the same muffin as last time? Or I don't know. Try to, I would continue to co- the conversation. It sounds like you are regularly seeing this guy. Yeah. And so you can, like, you have many chances. <laughs> so I can speak from experience here because I've had this happen to yes, me. Yes, similar. <laughs> and I was like, the guy made the comment to me and it was like about something like salad dressing or something yeah. really dumb. I took a like, note that he was trying to open the conversation. We had a little bit of back and forth and that just kind of died. And I awkwardly was like, oh, I gotta go. But like, I'm like, what could I have done or what could Jenny? have done to like get that like name exchange and the number like what's the next level the next time you see him take it one step farther and be like oh i see you here all the time like what was your name okay very light yeah and what's your name conversation usually ends up like where do you work like do you live around here Mm. would you ever ask for numbers yeah that's the thing if i'm like the one making the move i expect some type of response from them and so let's say this was me i think i would try to get their name and then be like add them on facebook or something and then (laughs) from then on I would like leave it flat see I like the idea of like getting connected on some social um outlet yeah yeah. because then that gives that person an easy low cost way of like approaching you if they're interested Mm. okay I learned two things in this one is get the name out there as soon as you can I have seen this work and is very effective like in this situation with Jenny what kind of muffin look good and they talk about the muffins and it's like oh by the way I'm Jenny yes it's like it's nice to be like by the way I want to actually connect with you yep that's what that means well that's why it could have fallen 
flat because there's only so much you can talk about. about I know you to can't. A stranger, you right? Really yeah. can't. So it's like in your head, it sounds like a good opener, but I mean, it could even <laughs> be like now she could be like, "Hey, I see you every day. Like, yeah. do you work around here? Right. What's your name? I'm Jenny or something." Yeah, and exactly. there's something very comfortable about that question because by saying one, by her saying, "Oh, by the way, I'm Jenny," she's taking hold of the situation, right? She's controlling the situation. And two is showing him that she's she respects him. I respect this conversation enough to, to know what your name is. It's a very comforting question. I think in this situation, there's still like eye contact that yep. could be made even mm-hmm. before the conversation. Right. And so if she sees him again, it could be like a knowing nod or something. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. oh, hey. oh, hey. Yeah. 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 And then becomes familiar. Establishing familiarity is actually very important. Yeah, Yeah, I like the name too because it makes it feel like you weren't just making small talk. Because, like, if you were just talking about the muffins, like, he could be like, Oh, "Oh, she's just curious what muffin to get. Like, he might not even be thinking, like, Oh, this was a girl trying to, like, hit on me. Yeah. Like, that might not even be crossing his mind. Yeah. Because that's like very normal interaction. Like, an old person next to you might say the same thing about your muffin. Yeah, but in not a sexual way. Yeah, nobody <laughs> talk about my muffins. Okay, stop talking about my muffins. Enough with the muffins. But that's a very good question because, again, this is one of our most popular topics: is how do you carry on the conversation? Sometimes it's easy to start a conversation, yep. but then where does it go from there? Right. Especially with online dating too. Totally. Yeah. Like you have so much momentum in the beginning, that and then all does, of a sudden, yeah. it's like two days. You have a message, and then it's over. Then you unmatch. <laughs> but you're saying if that was you as the woman, just like throw them a throw them a bone, throw yeah, them a line. Like mm-hmm. who cares? What do you have to lose? You're not. Gonna what talk do you to have that. to lose? I think yeah. that yeah, that is definitely the takeaway of this. What do you have to lose? And I'm gonna start making more eye contact. <laughs> I know it's hard. It's See, hard. like even right now, it's a little awkward. Julian are making eye contact. It's been like six <laughs> seconds, and I'm like we're gonna practice. Bullets here. We're gonna practice on each other. I'm sweating bullets because <laughs> even sometimes when I do go to like Starbucks, I don't even make eye contact with the barista. I know, they, and then I start practicing that, and it's really hard. You know, when they give your credit card back and you go, "Thank you." Yeah, I, I usually just look down, but now I'm gonna start but making there is eye something, contact. I mean, there's. Eye contact has been around forever, but then there's also like no. it's always been like <laughs> it's a new phenomenon. <laughs> That's like the universal signal, right? <laughs> That's what our eyes are for. I have no idea. It does establish a connection more when it you does. notice when someone's looking down and not it looking at you. Right. It shows confidence too. Mm-hmm. It really does. It shows so much confidence. Before we end, one last quick question for you. I don't know. Maybe you've always been a naturally confident person. Is that the case or have you taken like Mm. steps to get more confident no I was actually really shy if you were to ask my high school friends like how was she in high school I just like really never talked I think working like as a teenager like really helped me open up because I worked at like Hollister and every person that comes in the door you have to like shout hello (laughs) did I help you build my confidence but then like in my (laughs) so get a part-time job at At Abercrombie or Hollister (laughs) Exactly. Then you're forced to talk to me. Hello! Are you be that guy on the street that like goes up to everyone like trying to get donations? You know those people. <laughs> but to my to my adult friends, I would say it's like a muscle. Like put yourself out there and then it just becomes easier. So you're naturally shy. Hollister helped open it up and then just from there you've become more blossom from dating. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> but it, it is this, oh, we're so complacent in the way we we live our lives now. Mm-hmm. We go to bars with our friends and we stay together with our yeah. friends. And it's fine if your intentions are to catch up with your friends, but then you could just go to someone's house. Like why yeah. go to a, a public place for that? <laughs> so if you're in a public public mm-hmm. place, one, I think we could all have better um, body language, be more open, yep. you know, look around more, notice things more and make mm-hmm. more eye contact. Even if you're in a relationship, it doesn't, it, it's not going to hurt you to just look more approachable and right. friendly. It's or not that bad. network. There's so many Networks. things. The possibilities are endless if you're open to it. Yeah. But if you leave with regrets, then you already know what your outcome is, which is regret. And if you wait for things to happen, chances are nothing happens. <laughs> right. All right. Ready to wrap this up. I think we're, Julie and I are going to go out and approach some strangers right now. <laughs> we're we're amped up to go. I think Amanda's going to help us. Eye contact. I've, uh, I've already thought about what my answer would be to what your hobbies are because I have a whole list of them. So I now I know how to answer that question. I think everybody else should be prepared for that as well. You never know, right? You never know if you're going to be asked that. Um, our listeners, we want to hear from you. We, we are always booking guests for our next season. If you're a guy who has something to say about what we just talked about, we'd love to hear from you, especially if you have a very strong opinion. Yeah, or if you don't like getting approached. Yeah, if you don't like the girl making the first move, if you don't like the girl paying on a first date, we want to hear from you. Either way, we love having all different kind of perspectives on this show. Okay, stay Stay dateable. Your action item for this week is to make intentional eye contact with people, whether it's the person you're passing by on the street or a coworker or a friend you haven't seen in a while. Really hold that gaze and make that intentional eye contact. And once you've practiced making eye contact, then slowly start making eye contact with people you're attracted to. That's the whole point. This episode of Dateable is brought to you by 500 Brunches. 500 Brunches connects like-minded people with similar interests to meet in real life over brunch. You answer a quick questionnaire about your interests and how you spend your time, and then they'll match you in small groups of six to eight at a brunch spot in San Francisco. Get a free entry into a brunch now by signing up at 500brunches.com and using the code DATEABLE. If you didn't know already, we have a revamped website with articles, videos, and content all about modern dating. You can also find our premium Y series where we dissect, analyze, and offer solutions to some of the most common dating conundrums. We've had some great feedback about how actionable these episodes are. So check them out on our website or iTunes Music. Also, visit the site today to see the latest about coaching, where we connect you with dateable approved experts to help with everything from dating profile reviews, coaching, and even gathering real feedback about your dating style in a personalized and affordable way. To connect with us, visit datablepodcast.com. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, all under Dateable Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and auto-download the podcast on iTunes or your favorite podcast player so you never miss an episode. 